co-host Egg. Egg, say hello to the peoples. Hello to the peoples. Hello, peoples. Man, what a week it has been, Egg. I mean, we start we start with the ceremonial weigh-ins, then you had the draft, then the matches, and then the grand finale last night. It, it was insane, man. Uh, it was it was it was a it was a sprinting marathon. I don't know if that's such a thing, but if there was, it was. Uh, I heard I heard that last night quite a few times. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was pretty hectic. It was amazing. I mean, uh, here's the thing. I mean, uh, you guys have heard it before, but my 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 the man child, my senior in high school, kind of calls this my midlife crisis, and uh, <laughs> he was he was uh, he's watching it, and he he was mentioning to my wife like how. I was smiling like a little kid. I was I was so happy out there, and I, I hope everyone else that was watching was too. Just because you know we had it, it's such an awesome format. It's such a great idea, and you know we've we've been talking about this season for months. I mean, it's one of the great things about the qualifier. Like yeah. like almost as soon as season two ended, okay, we got like a month and a half in qual. I mean, qualifier, and then we've been talking about it for so long, and then being there and. Uh, be, this time being there for the whole week, getting to know all these guys, you know, I mean, some more than others, obviously, because um, some of the guys stayed with me, um, but just seeing them every day and um, it, w- it was really amazing. Uh, but it totally jacked up my fantasy picks because uh, Stephen, Stephen Aiken pointed it out um, and I'll freely admit to it. But once you get to know people, it's, it's really hard to be as objective. Yeah. It, that is so true. Uh, I, I, I guess I, I'll, I'll confess. I've always been biased towards, you know, the guys from season one. Sure. So coming in, you know, into season two, of course, I'm pulling for, you know, the guys from season one. Now, if I'm going into season three and there's, you know, a good mixture is like, yeah, I'm pulling for guys from season one and two. So obviously when we get to the finale, my, you know, the way that I think and that I feel is like, oh, this, to me, this is going to be between Caleb and, and, and the elbow gene, you know, and, and of course, Mario was there too. He's from season one. So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, a little biased. And then, you know, I start thinking, I'm like, dude, Manning is from Duval, bro. So I had all these, you know. Allegiances, all these. Uh... <sighs> Man, it was so hard. But in my heart, again, because. I am a little biased towards the guys from season one. Uh, I, I thought that it would be, you know, Caleb and Tito Genie. Uh, completely. Uh, the, yeah. Man, we'll talk about it in a minute, but the walkouts, <laughs> the, the walkouts this season, uh, that's just added so much extra flavor. It was, it was, it was so much fun, but yeah, I was, I was of course, like, like you, um, I, I was hoping for the OGs, you know, uh, I, and I always kind of, I was hoping for uh, Elbow Genie and, and Caleb. I mean, Mar- Mario too, you know, love him. But Elbow Genie, he's so self-deprecating, um, you know. And, and as the season went on, to see him, like, kind of hit his stride and get a little more self-confidence, even though he was one of the guys that was just like, it, it was gr- the grueling nature of the season just wore on him a lot. And he, he, he was, you know, not not complaining, but just... He let us know, um, you know, he, he's a dude that lost weight during the season because he just could not get enough uh, calories in. Um, but of course, yeah, I was cheering for him. Um, but man, David Evers, 
a rocket scientist, Quadzilla, the hey, musical. What EMC equals square, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's smart and deadly. And deadly and smart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just and, and and what a great fashion. I mean, he he almost went in there like Elijah Carlton style, just like I'm gonna take some legs real quick. Goodbye. Yeah, um, but he was smiling all the way through. <laughs> He was just such a happy guy. I mean, like, you just got such a good vibe from him. Yeah, yeah. And again, also crazy. He was working the whole week. <laughs> so they, he wanted to take time oh, off, right. but they had, but they had a project for him. him. Yeah, he's as now Huntsville. I'm like, no kidding. He's a rocket scientist. Uh, so they had a project pop up. And so he he was no kidding. Okay, I'm going to go uh, build some rockets and then uh, take some legs uh, at yeah. night. Hold on, Elon. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but man, that that finale just just shows you. Well, be, before we get to the finale, you okay. know, I, I want to talk to you because you were there last year for the finale, right? Yep. Yep. Were, were you there the whole week or just the finale? So remember last year, um, they did the week-long thing. Right. But they filmed it months in advance. Oh, that's right. Like that's three right. months in advance. Um so I did go out for a week. Uh, I did go to the last uh, like season two finale and right. I went out for the whole week to get training in. Cause I said, well, right. you know, that, that was like a 13 hour drive. Cause I was out near uh, coastal Carolina. Um, I was like, well, if I'm going to go that far, I, I want to get some training in Right. Uh, this time. It's only, uh, it's only a mere nine hours and 45 minutes. Um, but, uh, but so this was a totally different experience being able to be a part of all of it. Um, well, watching you know, it all. Not only were you a part of it, you were doing a lot of the commentating. You were on the PGF Tonight shows, uh, the Good Morning shows, the, the, <laughs> the, all the matches, you know, whatever show, you were on it. You were doing some expert analysis. Yeah, it, it was a blast. So it was a thing, kind of like last year, uh, or last season, I was like, okay, I'm going to go for the finale. Uh, I'm going to take a week of it, make a week of it. And uh, that was like, it was my Christmas present to myself from the family. Um and I went out there. I just want to be, I just wanted to experience. And, you know, I told BMAC and, and everyone else, I'm like, hey, I'm here. So whatever you need. Uh, and it, it was, it was up in the air. So at first it was going to be uh, Stephen Aiken, yeah. uh, the dream. Uh, he was going to be doing commentary uh, and they were going to have me on like the pre-show and post-show uh, because, you know, uh, look into it. I'm a blue belt. So my ability to, uh, you know, talk about all the different techniques as they're, t as they're happening, not so much. Um, but uh, as it turned out, like five minutes before we went on, um, BMAC's like, okay, uh, Egg, you're on, you're on the desk. And, um, you know, uh, Steven, you're going to be Bruce, both of them. Uh, obviously, he came up with that, but he's going to be the announcer. Um, and damn, it worked. Because uh, Steven... He killed it. Destroyed. He had so much fun doing it. And um, if you talk to him, uh, this is what like 12 year old Stephen Aiken always wanted to do when he grew up was be part of that, you know, uh, pro wrestling situation. And, and, and that was just another addition this season. Uh, he did such a good job announcing both at the finale and during the week. Uh, and, and of course, he was on the pre shows and, and stuff like that, too. Um, we he bought brought that again, another flavor of, of the wrestling. Cause we already had already added the, the preseason with qualifiers. We had the regular season, we had the postseason, then we added the combine and the drafts. So you're getting a little bit of that football flavor. Uh, and then you get, you know, Bruce Bofum, uh, the announcer 
in the walkouts and it had a little bit of that pro wrestling flavor. It was like, oh, it's just taking the best of everything. Every single sport we can. Like, okay, we're going to steal from whatever. And uh, yeah, Josh Gibbs, uh, the $1,000 man, full-time, full-time Josh Gibbs. Man, again, things like that. They just happen organically. Um, the hardest working man in the PGF. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I basically hung out with Steven all night long. Because, uh, you know, from the side where he was announcing, yep. you know, he's just standing there announcing the guys and watching the matches. And I'm like, you know, sitting, taking pictures or whatever. And, bro, he he just looked like he was having such a great time. It was it was almost infectious, you know, every time that he would get on the mic. I mean, he killed it. And, and I think that was really the vibe all around this season. I mean, uh, as, as grueling as it was. Everyone was having a blast, and we all feel suit. Yeah, yeah. What he doesn't know is that when he was alone writing his notes, I had a question for him, and I saw that he was writing with his headphones, and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't gonna disturb this man." Instead, what I did was I went around and I got from the top, so I I took a picture of him. So, and it looked pretty cool. I hope that it comes as cool as I saw it. That is my only hope. So we'll see how it comes out. Oh, come on, Wallow. You kill it every time you're there. Uh, you know, I do all right. You do great, man. And, and, and you're just leveling up your game all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, but again, so what? Went out there um, last Saturday, you know, uh, got there. I got there like a few minutes late for the weigh-ins, like the actual 1,000 weigh-ins, uh, the real ones. So I missed a couple of them. Um, and just seeing that again, soup to nuts, seeing the whole process, uh, seeing poor Kevin Primo and Randy Roden in, in their, you know, uh, cancer survivor, uh, like, oh my God, they, they, they those guys looked rough as could be. Um, but man, by, by the end they're, they're, you know, even, even the next day, you know, we talked oh. about during the draft, like Randy and like, Hey, it's Randy. It's actually Randy. Yeah. He looked like season two Randy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he put on the weight back quick. Um, but man, I mean, so all kinds of different things happen that you kind of knew about, but quite not quite. So like, you know, even at the end when Kevin Primo took off his shirt and you saw you saw the kinesiology tape, uh, the K tape on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that, that, that pop he took from the Elbow Genie that first night, uh, I think that drastically affected his season. Um, well, we, we, we were talking and he could possibly be on with us on friday so i have to reach out to him and make sure that you know the time works or whatever so but we're trying to get him on for friday so we can talk to him about uh primo's heroes and you know obviously we're going to talk to him about the season we're not just going to bring him on and and he's going to tell us about the charity and whatever okay well thank you bye nah, bro, you're going to spill dirt but anyway continue i apologize no, no, it's all good. I mean, there's stream of consciousness here. There's so much to talk about. Uh, one thing I saw on, I think it was on the Instagram. Um, good question for you because you're watching from home. Who had the best walkout? Oh, Randy, I'm sorry. When the lights would go off and everybody could be like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and then he would take his shorts off and everybody would go, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that that was my answer too. Out of the three, between between the bad guy Kevin Cheryl, handsome Kevin, and and Randy, I think Randy takes it just because of uh, of the interactive part of it. Because we're all making the beep sounds. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it was fun booing the bad guy. 
um, I, I, because I didn't always pay attention to the walkouts, uh, the video during it. I didn't notice uh, Kevin Trail's like hand through the air and then a little wink every time. But, <laughs> but that's pimp. I mean, yeah. you know, he he's a bastard. Yeah, yeah, he was he was definitely um, Kevin was really smart. Uh, All right, there you go. Stop <laughs> saying that Randy for sure. Not even close. I, I agree one hundred percent. I just like all of them. I mean, you know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Randy, Randy's again, interactiveness of it. Um, and so it was weird because like, I think it was Wednesday. He actually did back, go backwards to the mat. And I think by Friday's like, or by Thursday's like, nah, it's fine. They got it. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, a few times he'd do like uh, the, the outer baggy pants and he still have the shorts on and then he'd like do a second drop. Or like, <laughs> it's just so much fun. Oh, here you go. Even even the man himself is saying Randy for sure. Again, the interactive <laughs> nature of it just just wins. I mean, it wasn't but, his. But I will say this: Kevin had the better mic skills than anybody by far. Like he, if he if he does like a wrestling shoot, forget it. He's gonna be the face. He's gonna be the intercontinental champion. You dig? But anyway. yes, no, no. He's 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 very very smart. Um, like uh, him coming out saying he's going to do uh, 12 toe holds, you know, um, at the very beginning. Again, just very cognizant. He, he knew he knew everyone was going to say, I'm going to try to get chokes for the first minute or two and then get breaks. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stick out. And now joining us, a man who is equally as handsome as handsome Kev, the commission. Well, well, well. Can you guys hear me? Yep, What's you're up, Cinderella? You slept late? Dude, I slept 13 hours straight. <laughs> like, no, no pee breaks, no water breaks, nothing. Just it was like a face plant, and I'm out. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> let me see if I can look at this look a little better here. No, you look fine. Listen. You're fine. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't sleep for a whole day, Listen. just like 24 hours. Oh, I know, right? It was it was insane, dude. It was total insanity all week. Oh, here you go. Scaff agrees with me. <laughs> oh, Scaff's Scaff. watching. Scaff's Kevin a is a star. Man. We need a. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Scaff is a star, dude. I, I just oh. don't know. Uh, I'm I'm kind of scared from my commentary job with CJJ. Oh, is that so? Man, like if Scaff gets that gig, if he ever, I can't I can't let him get close to Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lose my job. No, he he does phenomenally. Uh, just talking about in. in all the action, all the different techniques and breaking it down for us, making it easy for the people at home to understand what's going on. And also the man doesn't take a break. Every intermission. Bro, he lives like, his whole life like that, bro. He's a, he's a samurai. I'm a samurai of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Bread eater. So Kevin Charles says just 12 months of me dunking on uh, Buring. Uh, I think he's referring to that calendar. Uh, you know, a little bummed the, uh, the, the Kevin match didn't happen, uh, but all the way it was, it was great. Just, I want, I wanted to see the belt get awarded. You know, the Kevin. Yeah, belt I, when it's, so the regular season, it's definitely high stakes, but the tournament, you could feel the tension from the guys in the tournament. Like when it's a tournament, this like, all right, this feels like it matters more, mm-hmm. even though really the, there was more money on the line during the regular season. There's more viewership on the line during the regular season. Uh, and when there's money, when there's like high stakes like that, I don't always like to see teammates go against each other. Cause that's where people, if you do get hurt physically, your feelings get hurt too sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that can, that can sometimes cause 
some ten- some tension in the training room when you get home. So in the regular season, it doesn't feel that way because the vibe is totally different. It's just like, it's just fun, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a good time. Everybody wants to win, but it's a good time. It's more like playing um, church league basketball. You know what I'm saying? When we get to the tournament, it's more like, um, like it, it feels like it matters, you know. So yeah. I'm about to go Michael Jordan on you, bro. Sorry. Yeah. It's a win or go home. I mean, that's kind of the yeah. thing. Like, you know, if you win against your teammate, you just sent him packing. So that, and there that was sense. a huge live audience. We had a huge live audience. I yeah. was so pleased with the turnout, man. It and you could hear him. For, yeah. So, you can't what? You could hear them uh, oh. on the stream. You could hear the audience uh, going wild and, and cheering and stuff. It was it was good. It was amazing. Oh, look at that. Uh, Egg, take it away. Go ahead and do it. Womp, womp, womp. Bias Hacker, $10. I'm still looking for that Omoplata Darce breakdown. (laughs) Well, check this out. So everybody was going nuts over that. That's a move I actually do. Oh. Yeah, I I love the Omoplata, and I love the Darce. The Omoplata was the first uh, submission that I actually figured out how to do. You know, like, oh, shoot, I can do this to people when I was a white belt. And then the Darce has been my baby for the last 10 years. No, 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 no. Uh, I've been doing Darces for a long time, but I've really been super into them the last six months or so. But like, I can show you guys like a couple of different variations of that Omoplata Darce combo right there. We had a question earlier that we didn't get to, but I'm going to post it to you. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Greenberg asking, why wasn't Elijah in the tournament? What happened? So Elijah came in with a wrist injury that wasn't super serious, but, um, you know, he was in, he was hurt. Yeah. And then if you'll watch in the second match of the last night, he gets up and he's shaking his, he's shaking his I wrist. Remember that. Yeah. He, you know, he, he played it cool, but he was hurt. Okay. Uh, and then he started getting sick Boom. on the night before the tournament and he just got sick, sick. I mean, he, he, you know, his immune yeah. system just shut down after a week of madness for sure. And he just, he couldn't do it. Plus he's a bad guy. And so he didn't mind pulling out and ruining everything. <laughs> like he you know, he's the bad guy. But I, exactly. You know what? Actually, if we're being fair, I felt like it made the tournament even better that he wasn't in it. Not because the it made the level higher necessarily. Right. I should be real clear so it doesn't sound like I'm talking trash. Elijah's my dude. Mm-hmm. He's your voice, Gracie. We know. Yeah. Well, not just that, but he's got my like I love him off the mats too. You know what I yeah. mean? So like he's my guy. PGF had never happened. Elijah is still my guy. Yeah. Uh, and then I've gotten so much closer to him and over the years and stuff. So I'm not talking smack but what right. i'm saying is if elijah was in the tournament i kind of felt like well elijah is the clear favorite whether he wins or not yeah. you never know right but he would have been the clear favorite to win the tournament right yeah oh yeah of course well, once elijah pulled out mm-hmm. it was a total it was it, literally anybody in that bracket could have won it so. that's right all right so here's uh kevin Sherrill's comment it says upside if elijah has stayed in the tournament me and Buring first run and Gio doesn't get it at all. Yeah, see, I didn't want to see, like, I really didn't want to see Kevin and Kevin fight in the tournament because of the stuff we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine to do. Like, I don't have an issue with it, but I always have, like, an extra stress. My stress level goes up 50% when I see my students fighting each other in a tournament. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, 
especially something like that. So I'm glad we got to avoid that, to be honest with you. And, and I'm really glad we got to see Gio in the bracket. Man, Bomber, though, he, he really got his knee. He really got his knee hurt bad. Like, mm -hmm. it, it gave a good three or four hard pops. So I was sitting right there. Uh, mm -hmm. It was rough, man. And he was he was in pain. They had to get out yeah. pretty quick. But he was in good spirits, though, man, to be yeah. honest with you. He he was, he was like, just let me know when the next one is. I'm 100% in. While he was limping away, you know. Right, right. Oh, man, it's uh, I mean, I, I, I was trying to take the pictures, but I didn't see the actual, you know, heel hook. You know, I was just like, oh, it was a knee at, bar. Oh, it was a knee bar. Yeah, yeah. See, I was just trying to focus on getting, you know, my, my composition. And, and, and let was, me tell you something. Uh, David Evers is, of course, rightfully so, going to get the credit. Right. But his coach, Eric Al, who runs yeah. our. He's one of my brown belts. He runs the 10th Planet Huntsville School, just right right down the road here, where, where everybody flies in when they come to Decatur. Mm -hmm. And he called the strategy and the finish for every one of David's matches. What? He, he laid the plant ahead of time. I heard him do it. Like oh. He was telling me what was going to happen. And David went out and did it every single time. So that's sh the man behind the scenes right there. Eric yeah. Al did some masterful preparation and coaching for David. So shout out to Eric. Well, it's like Scaff was talking about the importance of having that coach. And we, we saw that come, come to fruition of uh, Sean Applegate and his guys uh, having, you know, them all having him right there for them. You know, heck, he, you know, we got Manning and Mario. We saw, you know, the, the active, you know, involved coaching of uh, Sean Applegate and how that worked. I mean, he got, he called his shot. He got all five of his guys uh, in the postseason. That's ridiculous. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. So David Evers comments here says that Nibar broke my heart too. Nothing but love for Gio. Yeah, I mean we we all know. Hey, listen, these things happen. It's jujitsu, so it's not you know Chinese checkers, right? Yeah, I mean it is what it is, dude. It's you have to see it as respect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because because listen, man, I know that. Dave, for instance, just David and Gio. David knows that Gio's not going to tap to anything that's less than superior. Yeah. You know, if he comes in and gives him, well, let me just see if I can. No, man, it's full send. And that's the way it has to be. Like, and all of those guys know what they're signing up for. Yeah. You know, like Wallow, you line up across from me in a tournament and we don't know each other that way. I'm expecting you to kill me. <laughs> Listen, man, well, I expect that you're going to try to break my leg if you get the chance. And I understand, but I'm going to have to break your leg too. Like this. Yeah. Is, there's a flip side is, to the coin. It's a, it's an agreement, you know, like it's what we signed up for. And um, it's look, man, nobody ever wants to see anybody get hurt. I mean, we saw a guy get his arm broken, like the bones in his arm broken last night. One of the, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know why he waited so long to tap. I mean, that, that was, was his fault, man. That was his fault. That was, that was locked in. I, I looked away. I had to look away. I looked away several times when I was looking at, you know, some of those submissions. I was like, oh, it's going to break. Oh, it's going to break. And one of his, you know, the one that I was looking away to was his. And, you know, sorry that happened, but man, that tap, you know, it's, it's okay to tap. Yeah, you know what, man? <clears throat> so that was an Americana, right? I didn't have the angle on it on the stage, but it was like an, let me see here. Oh, oh, like an Americana, right? So on an Americana, as the as the arm stays bent, it 
it keeps all the pressure in the shoulder. You really feel it in the back of the shoulder on an Americana. But how do you defend it? If that's what breaks the shoulder, you start to straighten your arm and get it back. But as the arm straightens, the, the force bleeds from the shoulder into the humerus bone. And then as it straightens more, it bleeds out into the elbow. And then even more, it bleeds to the forearm. And so as the arm straightens right there, there's a lot of different injuries that happen during that, during that range right there. Uh, and I'll give you another, the Kimura is the same way, right? I'll give you another example. Rarely when you see somebody get Kimura, when you see somebody get a Kimura and it breaks, pretty rarely is the arm bending and the shoulder breaking, right? That happens sometimes. Like you'll see uh, Ethan Krellinson broke that dude's arm. If you'll remember that one from the reverse triangle, one of the great Kimura finishes of all time. Uh, but a great example of what can happen as the arm starts to straighten, force bleeds from the shoulder down into the humerus. And as the arm straightens, think about um, Frank Mir versus Nagara. Nagara, yeah. That, it creates a spiral fracture on the humerus bone right there, about right there. You can even do it to yourself and you can feel how it changes. And it'll bleed right, right below the deltoid. There's a little divot between the deltoid, the anterior deltoid and the bicep. And I don't have muscles. It's all fat, bro. Yeah, okay, work. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll bleed that force out, and it'll break that humerus bone. Sean McCorkle did it to Mark Hunt in the UFC also. Broke his arm with a Kimura, not the shoulder. So. Oh, dang. Hey, we, right. have a qu- we have a question here. I'm going to post it up. But uh, we know the answer, but I don't think we're ready to release it. I'm ready. I'm ready. If y'all oh, are we ready? ready? Oh, are we ready? Here we go. Go ahead. Well, hold on. Unless, before you unless ask. the PGF insiders want to hold the information, just us, unless y'all just want to do it for spite. <laughs> you know what? We're going to play the Elijah Carlton uh, card. We're going to hold on to it. Okay, let's hold what? it. Hold yeah, on. definitely. Okay, okay. Just, just so people listening to the so, podcast hey. can hear this. Matt Scaff asked, what waits next? <laughs> That's the big question. Uh, and the, the commish said he'd, he'd, let, he'd let everyone know because he already let the PGF insiders know. And just for the record, Wallow is doing this to you. Yeah, it's <laughs> my vote was to let the people know, and while I was playing the bad guy over here, so we're gonna hold on to it a bit, but uh, it's gonna be exciting. Oh, I'm looking uh, forward to it. I, I am so pumped, and I already know some of the people I'm super pumped to see in it. Um, so it's the the, the term is All right, fire. Let, let's just say it. Let's just say it. Yeah. Oh, now, now he feels bad. <laughs> yeah, you want to do it? I need, I, I need comments though. I need yeah. comments. Oh, all right. I need so, love. Uh, egg, egg, go go ahead and announce it, bro. Go what? ahead, Egg. No, go I'm going to announce, announce it. The commission gets to announce it. Oh, well, sure. Said, I go ahead. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not going to announce it unless the people want to hear about it. Well, hold on. Let's, wait a second. Let's, let's, let's let some comments in there if they if they really want to know or if they want to find out later on. Do they want the suspense? I, I think they want me to come to, to open Matt. I'm like, no, yeah, they want to know. I'm not doing that. They I'm going to I'm I'm look through the comments, see if anybody even cares, you know. Yeah. They don't care. Uh, okay. Look, look, Kevin Sherrill, spill it. Uh, Mascaf saying, uh, hoping for a lady season. Uh, now, uh, bro, come on. I mean, yeah, a few more, a few more here. Come on, guys. You got you to ask. You got to blow it up. Under come 135, on. I want oh, to know. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some hopes. Come on, guys. Uh, super curious. Uh, yeah, bro, let's just say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. 155, guys. It has to be 155. Yes. Yeah, 155. Matthew Boyle's going to be up in that. Keelan and I want to establish all the weight classes. I, you know, honestly, I wanted to run 170 again. That's what I was leaning Well, let, here, here's my question. Kevin Sherrill made 170. Can he make 155? 
I don't think Kevin can make 155. No. I mean, I, I think he can make 150. Do I think he's interested in making 155? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah see, he, he's yeah. in, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> he's out. But I tell you what, I'll do anything I can to get him in to get him in for the week. Well, he you know says I come in for commentary. Perfect. Well, you know what, man? You're gonna have to fight Egghead for that. Ooh, wait. I, I get be- weapons. <laughs> I, I, need, I, need, I need weapons to be able to no, win. man. You're the weapon. You're the weapon. Uh, we, uh, hey, they can settle it for with Connect Four, you know? Well, I, I want I would love to get Kevin in here just to spend the week with us. I'll I'll find a role for him. You know what I'm saying? You know, sure. uh, Randy Roden told me, he said, I don't care what weight it is or what you need, I will come and spend the whole week next time too. So Randy's gonna come for sure to be a part of it. I, I'm I'm not fully confirming, but I'm I'm, I'm trying. Okay, well, well, I don't even have dates yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. I'll tell you this: I'm gonna do the first qualifier in the spring, in the early in the spring, probably April? A, probably April, just because March um, we got combat jujitsu, we got Medusa. Yes. Uh, I think EBI is in March, and so I'm gonna be doing commentary for a lot of stuff. Just what whatever you do, don't don't book the next season when we're going through ABCC. Oh, dude, I'm so glad you said that because I totally forgot. Forgot, right? We're all going to be rocking it in Vegas, dude. That's, That's right. going to be sick. That's going to be sick. <laughs> we're going to go really out drink or do anything We're going to go to bed like around 830. It's going to be great. You know, it's, uh, I don't really drink or do anything fun, so Vegas is just like a bunch of shiny lights to me. <laughs> right. Uh, it's fun when you're in your mid-20s, you know, early 30s. That's fun, but at my no. age, it's like, let's go watch the matches and Go back and chill somewhere. Yeah, I just not want to find a, a good restaurant. I just want to find a good restaurant to eat at, and I want to go to bed. For sure. <laughs> Man, the Bellagio Buffet. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it, no, it, it's, it's awesome. Can David oh. Evers make 150? 100%. Uh, uh, it's two comments later. Yes, sir. David yeah, Evers says 150 is natural weight class. So, I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, with 155, you got DeVitt, who's going to come back, salty yeah, as ever. he said he's in, for sure. You know, Mario can make 155, I'm sure. Matthew Boyles, it's going to be good for him. Woolsey, I mean, yep. he was, that was he a one of the problems he had. For sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and you know what's crazy? Isaac. That's that's the weight class he wants to fight MMA in. Isaac, that, that's his MMA. I, I, that's that's what he said. He says, that's his MMA. Uh, <laughs> Tiago said, I got married at 155. Now I'm t- <laughs> it's that home cooking, man. You got to watch out for the home cooking. I understand. Hey, whatever you do, you gotta have Steven back as, as the commentator, as the as the announcer. Oh, no, that's that's a done deal. That's a done deal until he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Can Mario make so one fifty five? Yeah, sure Mario can. can make one fifty five for sure. Uh, do you want in? Is that what you're saying, Isaac? I'm well, sure. listen, I'll tell you this: no one will get in unless they go through the qualifier, except David Evers. David Ooh. Evers, if he wants to do it, auto. I don't. Yeah. That he doesn't sense. have to do the qualifier, but there there will be nobody else on the roster that doesn't go through the qualifier. Man, so it went from we wanted to see Elijah be like a two-division champ to now Evers could potentially be a two-division champ. Oh, let me tell you guys this. Uh, David, I'm glad you're watching. You'll love this. <clears throat> this is what I asked for for my birthday from my wife is I want to get PGF championship banners to hang in the gym. Like season one, season one regular season champion Elijah Carlton, season one tournament champion Elijah Carlton. Then we'll go Hunter Colvin, Hunter Colvin, 
Elijah Carlton, David Evers. And I'm just going to, you know, just like a gym. Like if you walked into wherever Jake Elkins wrestled in high school, mm-hmm. you walk in and you'll be like, Jake Elkins, all American, 1992 or whatever year that was. That's how long ago? Oh, man, no, I thought no, was, no, no, <laughs> no. But the point is that that is amazing. And, and that's, that would be really, really cool. Now, another thing you mentioned, um, you're not going to have the PGF at 10th Planet Decatur anymore. No, oh. we are. We decided Ooh, yeah. I am going to do it at Decatur for this one. Okay. Um, and I think, so this is not set in stone what we're talking about now. The location's not set in stone because I haven't made the moves that I need to make yet. But wherever we do it, the production level at the gym, it, we'll do it at a gym. There's no question we'll do it at a gym or somewhere where we can have the dugout with the players right beside the, the playing it. Mm-hmm. That has to happen. That's a staple that's going to stay in the PGA. That looks like the fun area, man. That's where I wanted to hang out. I yeah. had stuff to do. <laughs> I can't That's stand over there by the Elkins because they uh, they distract me. <laughs> I got to get out of there. But yeah, wherever we do it, it has to be somewhere where we can have all the athletes. Right. It doesn't have to be on the map, but they have to be right beside, right mm-hmm. beside yeah. the playing area. So yeah, like a baseball uh, game, bro. But what I think me and Keelan, this is what we want to do. Want to do is we want to buy a bunch of permanent lighting and trusses and install them at the Decatur gym because I think we got the venue to do what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I doesn't yeah. need to, I don't need a big audience for the week. I want the big audience for that last night. And by the way, man, while I'm on that topic, I just want to give a major shout out to Jamie Houston from summit grappling like that. He made last night financially successful for us, which I could not have done on. I, I don't know how to do it. You know, it's just not part of my skill set yet to run a live show and make money off of it. I got an idea that I'm going to run to you by a little bit later off, yeah. off camera. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know that there was an issue with the, and initially as the problem started coming in on the pay-per-view, I was like, oh, no, I'll never want to do the pay-per-view again. But then at the end of the night, I got the pay-per-view revenue numbers and I said, well, I can be convinced. what i'm just i probably will do a pay i'm definitely going to do a pay-per-view again but i'm going to get it right this time i i I dropped the ball i messed it up well really it wasn't honestly i'm taking the blame for it but it wasn't me uh so many people tried to buy the pay-per-view that we crashed the summit grappling website it's like not built for that kind of traffic Oh. And he, he's never had that kind of traffic for any of his MMA shows, for any of his grappling shows. Okay, bro, we broke his website and people couldn't get in. That and, and, and just uh, I mean, I, that, clear. That's the, the kind the, of the, problems we're looking for. You yeah, know like, good oh, problems. That's a problem. I, I'm not happy about that, but it is the kind of problem that I'm looking to have. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Egghead. Sorry. Uh, no, I mean, just uh, I think communication uh, on their website would have helped a lot as far as like, okay, uh, expect to get an email from Zoom with the link uh, because I heard in the Discord because that was kind of fun being in the Discord, but I was like, okay, you'll get an email. I'm like, okay, well, looking for emails, looking for trash. Found the one from Summit Grappling. It has, has my ticket number for the pay-per-view. I'm like, okay, is that my Zoom number? Do I do that? And so I had actually, I called the phone and got hold of him. All right, he called me back, but... Um, just things like that. Uh, just, okay. This is the actual process that would help. Yeah. Well, we won't do it with zoom again. There'll, there'll be a different thing altogether. It'll be, 
it'll be done much better this time. I may not get it right this time either, but it will be way better. Well, it's like I said in our in our little chat. It's like, hey, every time, every iteration, you improve. You know, season one, season two, season three, have all been a little bit different, and, and you you work out the kinks and you, and you and you make it awesome. Which kind of leads me to my next question, and and you kind of said as much. Or you've been telling us, hey, uh, this is it. Season three is it. We're we're not doing any more. Uh, so much so that we we're talking about PGF insiders being like, okay, I guess we're just going to go back to McDojo show, and maybe we'll come back if it ever comes back. So knowing that, knowing that you were likely not going to have another one or not exactly like this, what changed? Um, well, I could, the first thing that started shifting my feelings on it was Keelan's energy was up for this one. Like he, he came in, he was preparing super early. He had a plan super early and that was, that gave me a lot more confidence because you know, like <clears throat> I have a vision in my head of what I want, but I have no idea how to make that happen. You know, I really don't. I don't, I don't have any of the skill sets that Keelan has. I have, I'm just an idea guy and, and I love on everybody and make them feel happy and good, happy that they came, make sure that they feel taken care of. And so my job is just to set the, uh, the culture and the vision. And then, you know, I, 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 when there's organizational problems, I take, I take the L's on everything. Those are my L's, but, when I really started feeling like I wanted, like I was getting energetic again was Keelan started making me feel that way because I could feel that he was, his confidence was growing and he was starting to understand, like understand deeper where I wanted to go. Right. And, um, then once, uh, once everybody, about three days out, actually about three days out, I started getting anxious, like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. And, um, so I was just pacing for like three days before it started. And then when everybody got there, the combine was all was okay. You know, I felt good about the way the combine went. It was all right. I got some big level ups to make on the execution of that. Um, the combine's gonna stay, but I, I gotta level it up dramatically, right? But the you- draft was where I really started going, okay, this is gonna be really, really fun. So the draft got me super pumped. And then the first night was good. I got really stressed out after the first night. Um, so we had some, some computer issues that we just, yeah. we, we thought it was the Wi-Fi. It wasn't the Wi-Fi turned out. Uh, we kept having everybody turn their Wi-Fi off just to make sure that that didn't become a problem. But <laughs> right. the Wi-Fi was not the issue. turns out I just was blaming charter for it. It was our computer. And so we had to go in and, you know, we spent all night on Monday and literally Keelan literally, I mean, he might've slept two hours Monday and Tuesday, and he worked through the whole, anytime he wasn't sleeping, he was just working. And uh, him and Isaac got in there and helped solve the problem. There's a couple of guys that were, that contributed and they fixed it. And then as soon as the second night of matches started uh, and everything was coming across clear and then the matches started banging. Night two was Mm -hmm. just jaw droppingly good. It's one of the best, in my opinion. Super chat was flowing too. Yeah, more than ever. And it was one of the most exciting nights of jujitsu. It's probably the most exciting night of jujitsu I've ever been a part of. I've been, I mean, I've been like beside the stage for some of the most exciting matches ever, exciting nights in jujitsu ever. And I've never had one that compared to PGF season three, night two. Do you see that comment from Kevin? 
Oh, yeah. I can't mic them guys up. There's no way. <laughs> so, There's for the no people way. listening to the podcast, uh, Kevin Charles says next year put a mic in the dugout for the draft. Definitely don't send that audio anywhere before you have a chance to censor it, though. I mean, the dugout was legit. It was awesome. Even if I couldn't hear all, all of it all the time, but just seeing the camaraderie amongst people. I mean, I think one of my favorite moments was you know, after David Evers and Elijah uh, had their match, the first draw Elijah's ever had, and, and the bad guy shows the respect, both both on, on the comments, and then he goes and sits down next to David, mm. and they start chumming around. I didn't around notice that. I didn't yeah, I, I, well, you know, you, you got things to do. I just, you know, having to be looking over there and like, I thought, man, that's really, really cool. I mean, things like, we saw Matthew Boyles being coached by Caleb over there, you know, in the young Padawan uh, getting trained by the Jedi Master. I mean, and, and of course, hearing Sean and his guys, you know, his coaching. I mean, you're right, the, the dugout and that sideline just – for me, added a lot. I mean, the people watching from the from the audience online might not have seen it as much, but man, it was it's really cool. Well, so with that said, we have a question. It says, would you say that this was the best season yet? Yeah, not even close. Not even close. Not even the first one. N- not which, even close. Which not which even. had us all geeked out. You know, every Friday night. I mean, I love the first season. I love yeah. the second season. The second season was really special to me. Um, there was a lot more emotion and like tension and stuff in season two that was all behind the scenes. Like, cause it was collusion, private, right? Right. Egg? No, no, it wasn't not that, but like just the way that the players came to me and like unloaded their burdens on me during season two was heavy. It was a lot of like emotional. It was heavy, you know? Yeah. But it made it really special too. And especially when I look back, and like the moments that I have with Zach Edwards during the week, and what guys like Kamoy, yeah. I ain't here to make no friends, bro. What's up? But he he <laughs> ended up making more yeah. friends than anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Aiken, uh, you know, all of that. Evan Stapler, Matt Elkins getting hurt that week, and then gutting through it the whole time. The brothers be, both being in there. Like season, two was, season two was special, like personally to me just because of some of the relationships that I built with some of those guys and like Stephen Aiken slowly turned into one of the best friends I ever had you know what I mean so and you saw this week we were just straight chumming you know <laughs> man I, I was having a good time you know because yeah. I was hanging out with him in you know in the area where he was announcing I mean it was me him and, and mostly Sean because he had like 73 guys competing <laughs> I was like Girl. dude what are you still doing here? Oh, I got another guy coming. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he I has think, a bunch of guys. I think season two probably was a little bit tighter for you guys because you were sequestered. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, that's because, probably a lot of it. Yeah. I think a lot of the guys got the, got some of the more of their emotions out during the matches this season because, well, they had spectators and, and, and they could talk about it. I, mean, I, th- I think we heard that a lot, you know, a lot from the guys last yeah. season. Like, you know, hey, it would have been really good if I could have just like called my coach you know, and, and guiding advice and stuff like that. And, and this season, because it was all live, you could, even if you came from the West Coast, uh, you could you could talk to your coach and, and your teammates and stuff like that and get tips and all that goodness. Um, yeah. I heard one of the commentators was coaching somebody the night before, so I don't know. Talking about Scaff. Oh, yeah, it has to be Scaff. <laughs> it ain't me. I thought Kevin Sherrill ratted me out for a second. Oh! <laughs> oh. Actually, he did. Oh, did he, he did. Really? He, sent, he sent me a DM, but... I, I didn't make it public. You did. I didn't mean to. Yeah. Well, I just tricked you. Yeah. 
Bad so, wallow. Well, y'all talk about that. I'm going to eat this cinnamon toast crunch bar. I'm rewarding myself with some sugar. Your boy's yeah. down to 171, but I listen, it was Bread. a tough week. You know what I'm saying? Bread eater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, hey, uh, yeah, he made a comment, comment there, uh, Brad and Selman. Hey, thanks for all the super chats, man. He said he said uh, night two really hurt his wallet, and uh, he was in there. He was one of those guys that was like, you know, tipping the players, um, you know, for the good good uh, fighting and all that stuff. It was so. Hey, just again, thank you to everyone, all the community. That's one of my things I think is 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 so super special about the PGF that you know we had in season one, not quite as much as season two, but by bringing it live again. And having that interaction, I mean, Stephen was making fun of me. Yeah, I was looking at my computer a lot of the times during during the commentary. I'd look it down because I wanted to be able to respond to the chat, um, you know, to keep it inter- interactive. Plus, you know, Scaff, he he names off every technique anyway. I, I, I'm half the time I'm asking him, "Hey, uh, what what do you do next? Or how do you get out of here? Or you know, because I, I this is also really great learning for me as an SD blue belt. Like, okay, what do you do from that position? Um, so I think it was good for people. Scaff's but, a genius, dude. He's a jiu-jitsu genius. Like, my first two black belts were Sean Applegate and Matt Scaff. Well. I mean, like, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel good when I see how awesome they are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody has nothing but nice things to say about Sean, about his coaching and how amazing it is. I mean, I'm one of those guys. But, you know, it's like I'm a little biased because I've known him for a while. But, you know, when you hear other people talk about him the same way that you think about him, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, he is sneaky. And, and a, a few comments first. One, you were so right about the Connect Four. That was easily <laughs> the most fun Thank out of the you. whole combine. Keelan was, was like, fighting me so hard. Like I, I was like, no, we'll just do a Connect Four tournament. It'll be perfect. My first choice was Mario Kart. Oh, like, that'll take too long. I was like, no, yeah. no, that'll take too long, and it won't be as, um, it won't be as corny. Like keeping yeah. it cor- a little bit corny, or like yeah. felt, it made it fun, you know. When when Sean took out Eli in like what like seven checkers in there, that was, people just were going crazy. It was yeah. It was, dude, I, I've never heard a cheer from a correct like the crowd erupted. It <laughs> was nuts. Bro. Uh, but then he he you know little little evil genius mastermind sneaky guy you know everything is calculated. You know, he starts uh-huh. he, he starts coaching for guys that are, that are possibly you know going up against his. Uh, for for getting the in, into the finals, you know so that was a sneaky move. And then uh, I was talking to Stephen about this, like you know he, he the you know, we always talk about the comments he makes. Oh, he he doesn't have it. He doesn't do you know he don't got it. Uh, and then he'll say things like um, when uh, Isaac was in uh, was in the triangle. I don't know if I think it was Mario's. Um, and, and Isaac just had to keep pushing in, and Stephen's telling him what to do. And uh, Sean's over there. Yeah, yeah, just push in. It, it'll make it tighter. I mean, just like sneaky little things. He is a uh, yeah. He plays the ref. He plays the <laughs> the player. He play yeah. He's a um, he's going. Hey man, he's having fun too. Come on. Yeah. Well, the the craziest part about Sean is that his he ne- <laughs> here's what my wife always says about herself. She's like Brandon lives his life at between eight and ten on the excitement scale. Like I never really drop below seven ever for any reason i'm just <laughs> rapid person at all times she's like i live between four and seven she never goes <laughs> and sean lives between four and seven he never gets too hype he never gets too sad <laughs> nothing really makes him you just can't fluster that dude yeah it's either either direction it's 
he's wild. Uh, let's see. We've got a question here. If you are able to be in the next one, <laughs> physically, what? Tiago, we can't even get him on an open mat. Come on, man. Wallow's not going to go out there. I think he means if you're able to show up to the season and take the pictures. Oh, he, he oh don't okay. Think, he don't he's think complimenting it. your photography skills. Oh, okay. I thought he, he was talking about me being part of it. I'm like, Shh. they're going to have to have like a 300-pounder division, you know, the short and stocky division or something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I could if I, if I went out there. I just need a lot of memory cards because last night I took over 1,200 pictures. So, so that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, Bias Hacker said we missed his question. I think he did a uh, super chat and we didn't get to the question. Oh, what was – My bad. Oh, will Joe Kai and that young woman commentator from last year commentate again? I was trying to not answer that question because I'm, I'm feeling a little affronted here. I'm feeling like <laughs> I, you know, he's, trying, he's trying to fire me. I'm like, Bias Hacker, I thought he did okay. Come on, man. Uh, no, you did awesome. Joe did great. Uh, I doubt Joe. Joe would be perfect for like a um, interviewing behind the scenes kind of role. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Joe would okay. be. You know what Joe would be perfect for is this show. Okay. Like he would be the perfect guy to bring on and like, because Joe likes to talk. He likes to poke and talk trash a little bit. That's perfect for what you guys. Really? Do. I've never. What? Really I, you know what? You're right because I don't know him that well. I mean, I've met him, but Joe. So is he. So he's he a just, trash talker? That's all he wants. He just wants to poke and talk trash. Well, when, when can we get him on? Let me tell you. So listen, I so Joe just got his black belt from me not that long ago. Yes. I have never one time rolled, never once rolled with Joe when he wouldn't be like, oh my gosh. And then I would turn to look and he would jump on me. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of dude. Like, he's always, like, trying to, like, he's the best, bro. I love him. Lie, cheating, Steve? Yeah, and he's super quick-witted, and he's funny, too. So he would be a, he would be a perfect addition for your show, actually. Oh, here you go. Matt Anderson. Yeah, Joe likes to run that mouth, dude. That's my favorite <laughs> thing about Joe. So, uh... South Dakota Chris was mentioned in the comments by Daily Stack. Yeah, see, Jackson knows. Jackson is one of our training partners. He knows what's up. <laughs> so uh, for the finale, yeah. uh, Chris actually had jeans on. Did somebody have to go buy those for him? I don't – I think he might have just – I sat him down the night before, and I said, hey, Chris. You got to dress up. I need you in a referee shirt, dog. <laughs> he said, what about all black? I said, let's go. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> We, we need we need a striped shirt, man. Well, see, I thought Keelan is the one that convinced me because I was just going to let Chris wear whatever he wanted to and just yeah. that, let that be Chris's character because he's always the referee. He's yeah. always going to be the referee until he doesn't want to anymore. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I mean, he does such a good job. Oh, yeah. But, I, you know, I, there's really only been a few mistakes over all the ref, the matches that he's ref from, there's really only been a few mistakes, and they've been pretty minor. He's I haven't seen him make a, like a giant error that I can remember. I'm sure he's made some big ones that I just missed. But well, last night we had the the the, the little controversy where you know he said you know I got tapped, and I thought so too. I thought I saw him tap, but during I, during one of the summit matches, yeah, where they were close to the table, but I guess not. So he let it go. He's like, okay, go back to it. Uh, I didn't but see but that. I. Yeah. I, I thought I thought that the dude tapped. So I really didn't see very many of the summit matches at all. I was just using that time to put out fires all night. Yeah, you know what? The big thing for for season four to be more successful than season three, the big thing that's going to have to change is really not anything about the PGF. It's me. 
Like I have to become a better organizer, a better communicator. And I got to close up some of those holes that Brandon has. And then those will reflect themselves in the PGF as I do that. But that that's really the place where I notice, okay, this is, this is a problem and it's a problem that could have been handled if I was just a, just better at that. You know what I mean? So I, I got to make some improvements there. And I think as I do better and become more disciplined that the PGF will become better as well. Well, I mean, you know what you need to fix because you obviously are recognizing it. So yeah. it, won't, it won't be an issue next time. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the great thing about putting yourself out there. Like these competitors are putting themselves out there, right? Yeah. But hey, me too. I'm just you glad know? that that this season they understand that, yeah, this is a jiu-jitsu tournament, but this is also a show and there's like a media side to it. And they were all about it, which was great. You know, last season we had a little, you know, conflict with, with a few guys that didn't like maybe what we said, which is, you know, it wasn't a big deal either. It was just, you know, it is what it is. I guess when, when somebody's talking about you in a way that, that, that you don't like, maybe, you know, you take a little offense to it. But yeah, no, I, I, I will say everybody has been super cool, though. You know, it was like it was like a momentary thing. Where you know they thought that we were just going to be bashing them or something like that, maybe. But I think they knew that we were there for them. And I think the more that we do this, the more that the guys are starting to understand. Like we're creating a show, right? We're using right. jujitsu to create a show, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I kept explaining, and Kevin Primo more than anybody really he really took that message to heart this year, where he didn't take any of these losses or performances that didn't result in a win draws. He didn't take any of those personally at all. You know, we talked to me and him talked about it a lot leading in like, Kevin, I want you to use your jujitsu to come in and put on a show. I are, I'm as your coach. I already know who I already know what you, you don't need to impress me by winning, you know, and losing is not gonna upset me. What I want you to do is come out, come in and put on a show and be exciting mm-hmm. We're playing street ball. It's not the NBA. We're playing street ball. Yeah. You know, and Kevin really took that to heart. And he didn't let any of those losses, and I'm sure they hurt, of course, but he didn't take any of those losses in a, personally and let them hurt him. He, he just was like, all right, on to the next one. You know, and, and I thought that out of all the athletes that he really understood the message that I was trying to get to him about just using your jujitsu to put on a show. Yeah, and don't let it. Don't worry about. It. It's not a reflection of your. People will see it as that sometimes, but the people who understand what we're doing are going to appreciate you going out there and just going for it. You know, and so like he played it. He did different things than he would do if he was trying to. Um, like I got to win this match. There's ten thousand dollars on He would. He, you know, he tries crazy stuff, which drives me nuts the way he executes sometimes. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Hey. It's just a fun time. I'll say hey, this, he was the best rest last night. Oh. He is looking pimp, for sure. Oh. Yeah, Dude, he had that cowboy hat, that black suit. I was like, damn, yeah. I was what is up, bro? I wanted him to do that stuff all week. The idea yeah. was for him to wear the cowboy hat all week. He the funny have. thing, cowboy hat would have been great, and then and we are kind of riffing, and Josh Gibbs, it, it, once he became full-time, if we could have get, gotten him like a, a hard hat, he just like oh. takes off as, as he goes in, you know, puts down his lunch pail and, and, and thermos and stuff. Oh, oh my god! Oh, dude. that was. Hey, so I want to. Uh, no, 
Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Real quick, we got we got to get bias hacker. Hey, womp womp womp. <laughs> hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I think uh, a couple more comments. Uh, uh, Isaac said, "Pro wrestling where people really die," and that was kind of a thing we talked about a little <laughs> bit, like you know, with the walkouts, um, you know, and, and, and the commentary, and, and I mean, in and, and the the talking afterwards. And, and you know, a big shout out to um, again, uh, Kevin Cheryl, uh, you know, the winner of the Kevins. Uh, he really took it to heart too. Like I said, he, he you know, we came out talking about how he's going to do. 12 toe holds uh, when he, you know, did the hair flip and the wing thing, like from the get go, he was the best on the mic. You know, he, he, he really got it. So oh, well, he, he, he gave me some uh, PGF insider information also. He was Kevin did? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> he said that he was going to be practicing his uh, Ric Flair in case he won. He, <laughs> he was going to do a full shoot on Mike. Okay. So, I like to hear that. Listen, I, 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 I do like, the, the fact that there's a little pro wrestling in this because I'm a guy yeah. who grew up, you know, with that in the pro wrestling era, you know, with you got Stephen Aiken doing the pro wrestling intros and some of the guys taking it just like that, you know, and, and you know, Kevin Sherrill, the dump truck. If everybody could get an entrance, that'd be kind of cool to me. I don't know. I'm just saying. Some, some guys get an entrance. Some guys don't get an entrance, you know. Like I won't see Evan come out rapping and stuff. What's up, yo? I, I, I mean, okay. <laughs> well he's gonna be careful because uh that sample uh, off is a lot you know might get you pulled from youtube but uh yeah. but he but anyways that again uh, something that happened organically like all of a sudden elkins like started doing the beep beep That's beep part of the whole season and, and that yeah. thing took off everyone would be a part of it the you know, <laughs> when it dropped and and again uh, uh, talking about the chat in, in in the community such and such battle rama yeah that, that, that wasn't was, going to be a thing. That was awesome. That to was me, something that the, could the only happen in the PGF. The real winner this season was Joshua Gibbs. That was the real winner. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he was getting super chats, and then he got the, the, the battle rama. You know, he had, what, like five matches that night? He did. He did. And here's, here's the crazy thing. What, what a roller coaster for him. You know, because he came in, he knew he was going to be possibly on the bubble. At the combine, he showed off as probably one of the most athletic, if not the most athletic guy. Hey, tip the cap to you, David Evers. You know, you're a freak. We got you. Um, But, man, when he did the broad jump, he, like, floated in the damn air. uh, And we thought he did enough to get selected. And then that first, you know, during the draft, he didn't get selected. And and so what a letdown. And and then, you know, I'm sorry to hear, but uh, DeVitt, you know, gets the pop. And all of a sudden, he's in. And then he's full time, and then Battle Rama. I mean, like, woo, it's, well, it's, I just oh. love the way it played out. Like, he he earned the nickname. It wasn't just something we made up because it sounded cool. Like, <laughs> he, he became full time, and and by the time the last night came around, he was more full time than anybody there. Yeah. He did mm-hmm. five. Everybody else did three or less. He did five five matches for full time Josh Gibbs, and he and he finished his last two. I just thought it was awesome, dude. Dude, that, that, uh, that Josh Gibbs match, has a place in my heart for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Listen, that, that match between him and, and Matty Boyles. My match God. of the season. That was the match. match. That was so intense. Yeah. I gave them the money for that night. Or oh, I, yeah. I haven't given them the money yet, but I awarded them the, the match of the night. We'll settle up all the super chat money and the match of the night stuff. Anything that came in like extra like that during the week. Um, we're going to sit down and do the math and tally all that up on Tuesday. And then I should have that to him by the end of the week. But, you know, another thing that 
is cool about the PGF, I paid them before they did one match. Like mm. I paid them their salary before they did their first match, you know? So it, what the results, they didn't get paid by the results. They got paid for being a part of it. Just like the NFL, dude. I don't know if you're about to go six and six or 12 and four or whatever. Mm. I don't know if you're having a good season or a bad season, but you're getting what you're contracted to. For sure. And I, I was really, that was the part that I was the most proud of is that I was able to put something together that th- this was the first professional season of jujitsu history. Like everybody that came and participated got paid, got paid, man. And, and you could see not just, not just everyone getting paid, which was, which was phenomenal, but how good it was for all the competitors, even though it was a sprinting marathon. Uh, when Stephen Aiken brought them all, you know, to talk to him at that last night, you know, if they weren't going to make the playoffs and, and some, he missed that, that we got on, uh, you know, with Scaff afterwards. I've, I've, I rewatched after the after the final match on Thursday. I re- watched awesome. that hour like three times uh, because it's so cool just hearing from the people, hearing from you, your excitement, and uh, I, honestly, just just hearing about the season four happening again. I, I've I've done happy dances like four or five times, um, but it's it's really really cool that all all the athletes are having so much fun. Um, sorry, I'm just I'm kind of geeking out over here. Uh, uh, be, 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 before I forget, I want to say I want to go back to the draft. And okay. to me, and I may be sounding a little biased because I'm from Duval County, Florida, but the steal of the draft was Manny Lever. Oh, yeah. Easy. Bro, fourth round pick comes in and just starts murdering and then finishes the season on top, tied for number one. We, we knew we had the promise, but we just didn't have all the tape. We didn't have a lot of tape, but I had some information from San Barbosa because they're really good friends. And he, you know, when I was, when we were doing the highlights, I reached out to Sam and said, hey, man, do you know anything that you can tell me that I could share with people about Manny? And he sent me, you know, a page. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I've also heard that, you know, you know, Sam is a beast. So I guess they're like their main training partners. They're, they're training partners with each other. And everything that Sam does, I guess, you know, Manning also does. So they're both really good. Did we look at the commission? What happened? No, no, no. Just gonna do oh, something, okay. man. You know. for a second. So yeah. I, I knew that he was going to come in and do well. Uh, but yeah. I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting him to finish tied for first. I, I, thought, he, I thought he'd be mm-hmm. like three, four, maybe five. But I knew that he was coming in to do work. And he did not disappoint. I mean, I was looking at the chat, and there was people that had no idea who he was. They were cheering for him. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. He's a real good, uh, good kid, too. I mean, a re- yeah, really nice person, sure. good to talk to on uh, behind the scenes. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Super humble. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us knew he had the potential to really break out, but you just weren't sure. And, and I, th- I think, uh, you know, a lot of guys were picking their homies. Uh, you know, people, people they knew, uh, and so, again, Sean got lucky getting him. Um, uh, but, but kind of the newer coaches just didn't know. I think that's part of the deal. You think, well, you think we can bring Steven on? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to send him a link right now. Uh, oh, Bobby, both of them. Yeah. Just I'm to, both of them. Because <laughs> he's asking where the party's at. So I'll send him the link so he can jump in here with us too. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hang out with Stephen Aiken every day if it's possible. Stephen uh, Aiken, the yeah. link has been sent, brother. Ooh, that good-looking girl in the comments right there. Who Which one? Y'all the see Mac, come on. Y'all see her, come on. 
Oh, she, yeah, she asked about the Battlerama. Bring her on. Oh, y'all, okay, hold on. Let me uh, invite her. I just want to see her. Okay, let me, <laughs> I'll, I'll send the link to LMAC. Hey, the uh, bias hacker was asking if we're going to have that young, that young woman commentating from season two. It was the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, did did Sierra ever hop on? Is that what he might be talking about? I was wondering about that. I was talking about Brandon's wife, bro. No, so, no. I, 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 was, it, he, I just think he didn't realize they were the same one. <laughs> well, I sent the okay. link to uh, to Mrs. at Mac and Stephen A. Ken. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Lindsay said she's not doing it. She's off the camera for a while. <laughs> uh, I, I feel you, Lindsay. Uh, no, nothing makes me want to hit, hit a facial and a diet more than being on camera with a light on my face, like showing all the wrinkles. No, all right. like, look, at, look at this. Uh. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You're, you can see. You can see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a comment here from uh, Gio. Fact, Stephen killed it this week. Dude, he did, man. Yeah. He really made my week a lot better. It was like, um, I don't know, just something about having Stephen around just makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? So I love when he's around and he's like a, I don't know. He's, he's just my friend. It's, it's awesome to have. It. And then he's a samurai too. You know what I'm saying? Like he, oh, didn't, yeah. know, he oh, yeah. didn't know what uh, role I was going to give him this week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, leading into the season, I was like, Steven, I might use you as a coach. I might use you on commentary. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with you yet. And he came up here sight unseen, basically committed a week to committed to spending a week up here and oh there he is Bobo. I, was just, I was just saying like you came up here not knowing exactly what your role was going to be i was just like look steve i don't know it might be coach it might be commentary it might be announcing uh but i i i knew he would be comfortable with that because i know whatever task that i gave him that he was going to give it everything that he had and dude you saw it and he and he got he like he studied during the week like he was trying to get better during the week like he was watching tape on other announcers and stuff. <laughs> Dude, he he did like five drafts himself. Yeah. Before the draft. Well, you know what, man? He treated it the way that I treat combat jujitsu. Like he treated it seriously, like it was the most important thing in the world for that week. And like, yeah, I was just telling them, like, just having you up here, Steven, I love I just love being around you, man. I'm so glad you were here. Thanks, man. It was it was really fun to be able to be there. I definitely did not plan to do any of that stuff or think it was going to be any good or whatever. But as we got going, it was definitely like a lot of fun. And then once we started agreeing that we were going to sell it, I was like, all right, we're going to go full send then. And yeah, studied like I did, dude, I probably watched probably at least like five or six hours of like different ring introductions from like Jimmy Lennon and Michael Buffer, Bruce Buffer, like a WWE guys, Justin Edwards, all the different people like that, old WCW guys and stuff. And then a lot of like different interviews that got, cause I was doing two jobs. I wasn't just doing the announcing job, but like also when I came out there to ask the questions, I felt mm -hmm. like that was like a different character than the person that was like announcing sometimes. So I needed to maybe figure out like different ways to, to approach the two jobs. Uh, so so it, it was just a lot of fun. And I think, Season four, we'll, we'll have it a little bit more down. And so uh, it's just going to – it's going to even be more crazy than it was this time. I loved how, how you pulled people out of their shells asking questions. And even when you couldn't, you're like, all right, I'm just going to say crazy crap for you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he says he's going to kill all y'all. <laughs> That's right. Like that. That's what they wanted to say. They just didn't <laughs> say it out loud. 
Bro, you, you set up Maddie Boyles every single time. Is there anything <laughs> else you want to say? The Houston alley Yo, what up, Kara? I want that shirt. I can tell you this. We're, I talked to Boyles last night. 100%. Uh, I'm going to level up the merch game in the next few weeks for PGF. We're going to get some real merch up because, I mean, the people want it. You know, well, do you want I, I try to, to say, make a. You, I try to make you a want policy. to see the sign? So I'm trying to make a policy. I don't do anything in the business that people aren't asking for. All right. You know, because there's no, like, there's not a market. I'm not going to create a create one for you. But the people want PGF gear. The people are going to get PGF gear. And the first thing I'm doing, the very first thing I'm doing, is a Matthew Boyle's "What Up Kara" shirt. That's yes. yes. <laughs> it's cold. We, also, we have a question here for the panel. Uh, Egg, go ahead and do the. The super chat. Womp, 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 bias hacker, $10. This question is primarily for Brandon, but also applies for the entire panel. How does it feel to know that PGF is something that will revolutionize and innovate BJJ moving forward? Um, it feels amazing, man. And and I fully believe that. I think that we have the premier event in jiu-jitsu right now. Now, it, do we have the premier talent? No, but I don't. I know I don't need the premier talent, but I don't think I necessarily want the premier talent, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, the best basketball players in the world play where? The NBA. NBA, yeah. yeah. The most fun basketball players to watch in the world play where? In New York City, street ball. That's Hmm. right. That's Earl the Pearl Monroe. Yeah. That's that's these guys. I know who you're talking about, bro. That's hot sauce. That's the professor. You know what I'm saying? Those guys are more fun to watch, and it's a t- and it's look, it's just totally different. If yeah, yeah. See, sure. <clears throat> if you want to see beautifully executed plays and you want to see the highest level expression of basketball, there's no question about where to go to get it. It's the NBA. But if you want to have the most fun watching basketball, you watch Ann Warren mixtapes. That's right, the professor. And so that's a little more akin to what I'm trying to do than. Because, listen, man, and y'all have heard me say this before, if I'm looking for the best grappler in the world, I'm just going to – oh, what's up? I'm just going to call Gordon Ryan. If I'm looking for the best grappler in the world, I'm just going to call Gordon Ryan. I'm going to have yeah. him come down. I'm going to write him a check. And we don't even have to play the matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But that's not what I want to do. I want to have guys of all levels in the season, and I want to take this idea that black belts – are somehow untouchable gods out of the out of the sport. It doesn't belong in the sport. That idea, especially now, more than ever, it's patently false. It's untrue. And it doesn't honestly it doesn't belong. It sets up these weird insecurities and uh, rivalries and hierarchies in the sport that just don't belong. You know, if you're West and it's your first date, like I'm a ninth grade freshman and I made the varsity team, and it's my first time on the high school wrestling match, you might see the returning state champion, and he might wallop your nose into the dirt in round one. Welcome to the jungle, kid. You know what I'm saying? Or you might come out there and give that guy the fight of his life, and it doesn't matter if you're a freshman or not. You're here to, you're here to party, you know? And That's I think crazy. that having the belts in jiu-jitsu, I totally understand the purpose. I'm behind the belts. I think it's good for goal setting. It's good for uh, marking your own progress. It's fine. But a lot of people hide behind those and create insecurities in their own gym and their own life that I think have no place 
in our sport or our martial art. And so one of the things I'm out to do is to take that out of the sport. It doesn't belong in the sport. It's crazy because we were, we were driving last night back to Atlanta and Chris said, if there's something that the PGF has shown is that belts really don't play a big factor in this thing. So basically he said what, what you said, but you said obviously more eloquently than he did. Because he, you know, he's, he's a fan. It's Chris, you know, yeah, what you're going to do. Yeah. Hey, uh, just real quick, uh, uh, a womp, 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 another bias hacker. And, and Elmac already answered this, but uh, uh, he was asking about Sierra. And I don't think it was uh, – I don't think she commentated uh, one of the qualifiers. I she think did, though. No, no, she, she did the Mid-South Classic. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It was the Mid-South yeah, Classic she did. So she probably they probably just saw her on that. And she did a great job on that one, too. She'll be back the 27th for the next one. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. When's she's the next really one? good, man. Yeah, she's we're gonna have her back. She's gonna be she's gonna be one of the anchors, I guess, if she wants the job. And and she did a great job of the play by play on the Discord. Uh, a lot of people were really appreciative because uh, because some people did have problems. I think uh, buying it on their phone and stuff like that. And yeah, so it was they, a disaster. the The purchasing of the pay per view was an abject disaster. <laughs> well, dude, I was, I was, I'm so glad I didn't know that. I'm glad nobody told me the show was going bad online because it would have made me probably like change the way I was trying to do it or whatever. Right. No, so you I were great went, there, man. I'm glad, but that's what I'm saying because I thought it was still live. I thought everybody online no, was no, watching. No, it was live. There, there wasn't. I mean, there was some couple like minor streaming type issues. Oh, 29th, my bad. For the people that got in, but not really, right? If you got in, it wasn't really an issue. Like, so the quality wasn't as good as it was during the week, but it wasn't bad, right? It was so, fine. But the the problem was we broke the summit website with so many people trying to buy the pay per view. And so there were a lot of people that tried to get in that couldn't, but we did so well on the numbers that I'm willing to try it again and get it right. So we missed that part, Stephen, but we crushed it on like to a point that I look, it wasn't, it's not like it was like a hundred thousand dollars or nothing like that, but I really just wasn't, ex- I wasn't even thinking about it. I didn't even count it in the budgeting. That's like just whatever comes will just be fine. That's how much I thought we were, but we did not make that much. We made more than that. So it, honestly, we did enough because of all the work that Jamie did from Summit. He put, he put together a phenomenal co-promotion. And because of all the work that he did, I left with enough money to, to make this a viable thing moving forward, like without having to completely break my bank every time. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, Jamie – was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. I know you, you guys kind of maybe felt like he was the undercard, but he was, it was a co-promotion. He did a ton of work and he got a lot of things right from the, from my perspective. So, I mean, I'm forever grateful to that dude because he's going to be a big part of the finale moving forward for sure. Right on. Hey, we have a question for you as far as the final show. Uh, I says, when can I catch the replay of the tournament? I'll be happy to pay full price for it. It'll be free in the next couple of days on my YouTube. Okay, so it'll be posted. Yeah, and it'll be free. Boom. Just wait a few days, Brad. You'll yeah, be all right. It, yeah, I got to give Keelan a couple of days off before I start asking <laughs> him to do more stuff. You know what I mean? I got to give him a couple of days off. Hey, on that, uh, and, and talking about delegation, uh, just I think you could use another guy. Uh, I, I know almost like a, you know, Sierra kind of did that job before perhaps, but she's uh, doing other work and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, you do so much. Uh, I, mean, I, I just think you need like a, 
another number two. Um, another take, Keelan? What? No, no, not Keelan, but like just like you know, almost like a an assistant producer, if you will. You know, like they always have no. their like just somebody like, hey, hey, go handle the fantasy stuff for me, like putting in the numbers and stuff like that. You know, because you don't got to be doing that, B Mac. Yeah, that, that's get drink that some water, bro. That's not that much time. The fantasy is not that hard for me to do. It's just uh, I got to remember to do it, and I got so much. So, uh, but yeah, you're not wrong. The problem is like I'm working on a super limited budget, you know. And so, I mean, human resources is the most expensive part of doing something like this, <clears throat> you know, coming up with, you know, I got Michael Plaster out here. You know, Michael is Eddie Bravo's Keelan. Yeah. And so Plaster was here all week. And, you know, I just needed another black belt in production on, on site. And then he was invaluable. You know, nobody, nobody even really got to see him or hear his name much at all this week. But he did a lot. I know he is. Yeah. Trent. Trent. Uh, who we hired probably four or five months ago. To, he works at the gym or works on my website full time. Uh, invaluable having him. He was the guy running the camera. The all week. Yeah, he ran the camera all week, and yeah. probably he did such a good job. I don't think anybody noticed that it wasn't Keelan. I, I told him as much. Uh, you know, after, after I think it was after the last uh, night, I was like, "Man, you 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 were killing it!" Uh, like he he really was a wonderful understudy and apprentice of Keelan. And like you said, I. People wouldn't know. We call uh, him Secret Weapon Trent. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, but but talking about the PGF in, in that aspect period, that's one of the things that revolutionized BJJ as far as promotions was putting the the camera on that gimbal and getting it so we can. Yeah, actually, we were the first ones to do that for sure. Yeah, so we can actually see what the heck's going on. I mean, nothing. nothing well, nothing's more frustrating. Like I pay all this money for my flow grappling, and I got the one camera shot, and their backs are to me. What's going on? You know. Uh, so the, yeah, again, kudos on that. Uh, good job, Keelan, and, and keeping it forward. Secret weapon, Trent. Uh, just yeah, killing you guys. Great, great job, Trent, because he allowed Keelan. He freed Keelan up from that physical role and allowed Keelan to run the show, and that made the show better. So Keelan was running the truck, basically. Yeah, I hid Keelan in the back room and kept everybody away from him so that he could just good. focus on running the show. So you really, we didn't see Keelan hardly all week on camera, which, you know, last year he was coming in and doing the after, you know, the after show with me and everything. But this year he was totally behind the scenes, but he's the, I get director. I get all the love, but Keelan deserves all the credit. Yeah. I hear you. I got a question for dream though. What was your favorite part of the whole season? I know he's thinking hard. Dude, there was a lot. There was, that's what I'm trying (laughs) to say. Like my favorite top three. (laughs) Okay, top three probably be easier. Battle Rama is probably number one. The final, Josh and uh, <coughs> Boyles, uh, that that moment was just so cool. And and we had decided before that we were just going to go full send on that thing, no matter yeah. who won, no matter what the outcome was, because it was so hyped up already. And literally everybody in the room, like, dude, if you, if you can look in the background of that match and you see all the different guys that are in the background, how like they're moving and like twitching and like jumping up and down and like grabbing like this and different stuff the whole time. It's just the energy at that moment was, it's it's different than, than a lot of other things. Like I I don't want to say I've never had that before, but it's, it's been a while since I felt that way, I guess in a moment like that where everybody was just all like, so into the moment. So that that's probably my favorite one. Um, Second is when everybody finally got the dump truck thing. (laughs) 
when they started playing along the first time and I realized that they were getting it. Um, that like that was fun. Uh, man, like I guess probably one of the other ones was probably when Kevin Sherrill hit his first like real handsome walkout. That was really good. <laughs> Uh, when, we, when we caught that one, when he walked out, I was like, oh man, we're like, there were so many little things like that where guys were really starting to find their stride, trying to find their character, whatever it was. And, and like, so many people were leveling up in a bunch of different ways, right? The elbow, chin, <laughs> like, dude, so good. It's just, that's, that's what made me more excited about everything. And I think that's why I started laying more into that, that character, uh, you know, just overselling everything because the entertainment factor is what, what's going to keep the people coming back to it. The characters are what's going to keep people coming back to it. Uh, so, so yeah, those, those were probably my top three if I had to choose. Real quick, uh, womp, womp, womp. Brandon Solman, $20. You guys deserve it anyway. Thank you for the PGF. Brad, hey, man, I, you're, you're one of the big fans out there. I saw you every, all, every day on the chat, uh, paying attention and, and, and you know interacting. I said, I, that's one of my favorite things about this is the interaction. Like, because... Hey, like I said a couple times, I went through the looking glass and I was on the other side of the screen. Um, but I love the fact that we could interact with everyone. It, it became a community. You, you were with us. Like, like that first season, it was like, this is what we're going to do on Friday night. I'm going to get with my homies throughout the country. We're going to watch some dope jujitsu. And that's what we're going to do. And we're, we're all a part of something. And we saw it with Battle Rama. Battle Rama happened because of you guys. Because the chat said, hey, these alternates need a highlight. They, they need a, a, a spotlight on them. And between such and such and you guys there, you made it happen. Um, that, again, you, you guys made the, the executioner a kill. And, yeah. and the twister, you know, and, and the... Against our, my better judgment. Against my better judgment. <laughs> well, you were of the people. That's what yeah. the people wanted. I guess. And the people spoke. Hey, can we go backwards and get that comment from Geo? And let's talk about that for a second. All right, uh, let's see. It's a little, a little ways up, not too far. Okay, it's actually quite a bit up. <laughs> there's a lot, man. There's a lot of people watching. I know, right? As I said, I mean, it's I great. Mean, because... you got, are you on uh, Steven's channel too? We're on McDojo and on uh, on BJJ365. Okay, word. Good man. Well, appreciate you. On Steven's, we do the triple channel. That'd be pretty. There cool. we go. There we go. Okay, I'm, I'm all right with that. Go, go ahead and read it, Walla. It says, I think there should be a penalty system for stalling in the next season, something that would affect your points throughout the season. And I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. And he's talking about his match with Carlos Andres, where he was not engaging as, you know, as he should. Because, hey, listen, we're trying to win here. We're trying to make points. But so, anyway, you, you take it away. And, and I'll tell you that I, I hear that criticism. I hear that. And I understand it. I'll tell you why I don't want to do that. And I, and I think you, I think you'll understand this is none of no rule set that we have in the PGF, whether it's the regular season or the EBI rules or the sub only no time limit. None of those three formats have any kind of referee or judge bias to them whatsoever. The ref's job is just to let you fight and it plays out how it plays out. And sometimes in the NFL, or in college, we get a defensive shootout. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just the way it is. I understand, I understand the criticism. And from yeah. a competitive standpoint, it's super, super frustrating. Super frustrating. So I get it. My hesitation on it is 
I want the athletes to play it out, and I don't want the referee involved at all. So basically what you're saying is if he's not coming to you, go get him. Well, well here's no, the thing. I, I'm not even – I mean, look, it's hard to go – I've rolled with Carlos a couple of times. Yeah. It's Even in training, it's hard to go get Carlos. Like, how do you just go get it? Like, that's tough to do. So I understand the criticism, and I, and I especially understand it from the mindset of the competitor. Yeah. Steven, from, go ahead. From the top, from the guy who runs it, like from – I have to set the vision, and one of the most crucial parts of the vision – is that there is no judge, there is no referee to interfere with the action. The athletes decide it. And so, Gio, to be honest with you, I probably won't alter that at all, but I do hear you. So I understand what you're saying. I feel for you, dog. I would have been mad. You weren't mad. You're more of a gentleman than I was when I was competing. Uh, so I hear you, but it's it won't change. Bro, it's, it's the Mexican blood. You know what it is, bro? Listen, dog. La Latinos, we get, we get heated and we want, hey, this puto's not engaging. So <laughs> my take, there's a couple things, I guess. As if, if I was competing, I guess, in the moment, I would definitely see where Gio's coming from. So I 100% can understand his, his side of it. But to think about it from the PGF standpoint of it, one, the, the six minutes is already a bit of a stalling warning in and of itself. You have a stalling warning when you That's walk out point. there with the zeros. And then sometimes it may be strategic for you to get that guy to draw out and get just a zero for the playoffs rankings or for whatever it may long-term help you out in another way. Uh, so sometimes it might be better for someone to give you a zero, even if they can't like tap you out for the point structure and then for the storyline, that just makes it way better too. I I will say, uh, as a fan, it was a little frustrating watching Carlos's matches. I you thought know? it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that blows my mind to hear actually, because in, from my perspective, I thought that he was super fun to watch. Yeah, I, now, I thought he was exciting. With here's who I compare him to, man. Yeah. I compare him to Hanato Canuto. If you guys follow the jujitsu scene, you'll know he's one of the best black belts in the world. But Hanato Canuto. Three times every night is three times every night is the most exciting guy in the world. He's going to give you three Instagram clips in every match that are like, dude, how does a human being do that? And everything that happens between it is going to be the most boring jujitsu you watch all year. You know, and I feel like Carlos kind of did that. But look, man, Carlos had some of the most interesting movements in the league this year. Like he leapt over the guard multiple times. Because he changed the in, out, in, out, changed the pace. You never grip me, I grip you. You don't touch me, I touch you. And look, it's not my style. It's not I thought he I thought he did a good job personally. I, I thought his match, with the exception of the geo where you know match where there was not a lot of engaging, I thought his matches were great. Yeah, I mean listen, he's not the only one that laid a stinker a few times during the course of twelve games. It's twelve games, dude. You're yeah. gonna lay a couple of stinkers. Yeah, for sure. And how do you approach yeah. a guy like Geo? I'm scared of that dude too. Hey, he, his okay. handle is uh, what is it? Triangle chokes, <laughs> oh, relentless triangles. Relentless triangles. But yeah, I, with with a handle like that, I'm like mm, super cautious. It's so hard when you're out there in that in that moment too yeah. with one of those guys to to say like because you want to go, you want to do like you want to yeah. tap him out, of course. But then every time you try to touch him or or whatever, it's like it feels wrong. So then you you have you know. I, it's hard, man. It's super hard against those tough guys. For sure. 
I, I get it. I mean, you know, insane athlete, uh, had athleticism. We were, we were talking about him, you know, for months leading up to it, just from after the Decatur qualifier. Oh, yeah. Just the, just, you know, my grips or no grips type of thing with like just the, the quick disengagement. He disengaged so much. It was, it, it was a little frustrating. Maybe I was just em- showing a little empathy with his opponents. Um, and, and Stephen R. just wanted me. blood. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I want blood. Yeah. Yeah, I want, I'll admit it. I mean, give me, give me some blood. I mean, I mean, I, I'll, I'll freely admit when David Evers like jumped on him and got him, like you're going nowhere. Okay, I was, I was pretty damn excited about that. Um, you know. Anyway, but Geo, here's another thing. Geo going into Kevin Beering and be like, yeah, let's play footsie. Bring it on. Bring it on, blue belt. I mean, that's the type of thing. The not being afraid, just going in the pocket, being like, okay, I'll beat your own game. That was baller. It was baller, and that's why Gio's one of the fan favorites. Car- Carlos, controversial style, not one of the fan favorites, you know? I yeah. like them. I mean, I like every, them both. Everybody's not going to um, come out looking like handsome Kevin, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody, come, not everybody comes out with a new character like Bobby Both of them or Full Tom or Dunk Trump <laughs> or whatever. Some guys are the fan favorites, dude. And yeah. you can't force that, um, but – it, from but, my perspective, I thought Carlos added a beautiful element to the season. And, and so look at it like this too. Dave. And I want him to go through the qualifier and come back. That's and what I, I was about to say. Off. I got to step off for like two minutes here. I'll be right. Yeah, back. go ahead. Sure. Along that same line though, with the Carlos talk, nobody was a big full-time fan last year either. He came back this year, had the, the story already kind of from last year where he didn't really score many points on people and stuff came in got picked at the bottom, you know what I mean? So having that story from Carlos maybe coming in, now he's going to be going back. I'm sure he's going to go back to work now and try to, like, get better at getting the kill shots off. And he, he was all about that 155 season if it comes back around. So I, I would almost guarantee he'd hit, he hit a couple qualifiers because he definitely wants to get back in based on the conversations we had uh, on, on Friday, I guess that was, Thursday. Well, we Whatever did make the announcement is. at top of the hour when we started the show. The next season is 155. We made nice. it happen, buddy. Woo! We out here. So nice. It's, it's going to be lit. I mean, all these guys. Dude, there's already six guys now that we know are going to come in banging already that were in here this season. Mario, Dane Lee, Carlos, Tyler Woolsey. Uh, like, off the top of my head right then, all those Matthew guys are already. Long, longer balls. Yeah, like all those is guys. So, yep. So, yeah. There's going to be guys that are going to be stabbing each other to get those 155 spots. That, that hey, was heartbreaking for DeWitt. I mean, it was. He, he comes in, he's the last pick, dude, and he's, he's phenomenal, you know. I, I phenomenal some black belt. Yeah. He's a tough guy he, for sure. He got upset, rightfully so, to me. I mean, I was like, you know what? Have your moment because, yeah, I, I understand. I get it. But man, when he got in and he got hurt, I was like, Fudge. We're not going to be able to see what he's all about, you know. But now he may have another shot at it, you know. With the I, yeah, for him, obviously this week that's not a good story, right? That's not a good story. But for him now, having that happen, he went out there, he he, he got his match, he, he did really well, got his break, and then he got he got hurt in the second match. Now I think some of that could have been because he was so fired up that he yeah. let that go on a little bit longer. Had, mm-hmm. he, had that not been in his mind state, he may not have let it go so far and he may not have gotten hurt. So I, I hope he gets to come back and gets to show what he's really capable of and stuff like that. Because I think 
I think you're right. What we were about to see before he got hurt was gonna was gonna be really crazy. And yeah. so now he's now he's got all that that we just talked about, and he's gonna be building it up towards the next season. So so I think everybody better be looking out because Longer's gonna come in firing hot. Yeah, for sure. We have so, a we have a comment here also from from Gio. I wanna put it out there. He said, by the way, there's no beef between Carlos and I. Talked it out like gentlemen at the end of the week. Boom. So just so y'all know, there is no beef, y'all. And he he also said that you know after that, uh, Carlos started engaging more. Uh, and, and I think you're right. I think uh, both of them is right over there. That hey, you know, there, there's some pressure on you, and and probably wanting to just fire off things. You know, there, there's some hesitation if if you're not right with it. If you're not 100, percent and you get some hesitation, and I think you're right. If he comes in again for next season, I think he'll know and. and he'd be even more explosive. Uh, but really quick, I want to say Kevin Sherrill uh, coming in. I don't know if you see this coming, but throw it up there, Wallow. Uh, Kevin Sherrill says, so we talked about it. Uh, and next season, we want to do a trios match. The League Kevin's of Extraordinary versus- Kevins <laughs> versus the Elmans. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we actually talked about that in the post-production meeting one night. We're like, you know what we need is we need the Kevins versus the Elkins. <laughs> well, speaking of the Elkins, and before I forget, Marcus Elkins Bro. with the crazy subs. Like, I, I, at one point, I'm like, I'm putting him on my on my fantasy. I don't care if he loses. Because if he hits something from his back and his legs and it's like, you know, whatever, it's over. So I might get some points out of that. So I picked him. I'm like, let's go. Hey, that can was I- crazy. Can I share with you guys another rule change that I'm going to make next year? 100%. <clears throat> so here's a here's a PGA Insider rule change. So I, I'm constant. I'm going to continue to tweak the team points until I get it exactly like I want it. This season was good, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted for the team points. So I think next year for team points, they're not going to count towards the competitor. They're going to count towards the coach. And that's how I'll determine. So like this year, Sean's going to – by the way, I still got to settle up with you, Sean. So um, hit your boy and call me. You know what I'm saying? But coins. Uh, yeah, I got to hit him with that 500 in Bitcoin. So I think next season, I think what I'm going to do, I'm not 100% settled yet, but I'm pretty sure that the competitors themselves won't get team points at all, that the coach himself will get team points. And then we may have some other coaches challenges type, you know, maybe another, maybe we'll do that Mario Kart tournament there, you know. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we give the players a night off in the middle and go Monday, Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday turn. I don't know how, how – but we, we will use the same format for sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I might put a day off in the middle or something. I don't know exactly how that will play out this year. So when you're saying that the coaches will get the points, so there's not going to be a six and a three anymore. Uh, yeah, they'll just get one because they won the night. Okay. So, like, if that. Team Toehold scored 30 and Team Supernatural Survival Gear and everybody else scored 27, Toehold would get the – Sean Applegate would get the team point. So, he won the night. It's 1-0. He's leading all the games. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. The, 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 the players will still get the six and the three, but the yeah, yeah. extra point is only for the coach. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So, it will be a cumulative team total score for the week. Is, is that what you did this week? Yeah. You know what? That's actually an easier way to handle it, huh? I mean, that would take an, an extra coach's challenge fun kind of out of it, but that would just be handled. So, yeah, like 
you could do cumulative points and the coach who has the most points at the end of the week. Yeah, that's that's actually probably the smarter way to handle it, Stephen. Look see, at that. See, look at my boy, Bobby Both. Both of them, dude. Both of them. We out here. <laughs> Making rules as we go. Hey, that might be the number one thing in the PGF is I'm just making it up as I go. <laughs> That's right. It's entertainment. That might be the number one characteristic. <laughs> oh, man. I, I To me, the whole season was just phenomenal. I mean, I, I worked all week, but I would stay up until the last match. I mean, maybe I fall asleep in between one or two, but I was staying up late watching this thing. It, it was so amazing to watch everybody just go at it. It was so much fun. And to be part of the finale, oh, man, that's that was my payout for like a month and a half of, of crap, you know? So it was absolutely fantastic. And Brandon was talking about, like, uh, you're very right. Your, your iterative process here, uh, constantly improving, constantly changing things. Like say, okay, this works, this doesn't work, you know, and, and just adapting uh, yeah, definitely uh, something about the PGF. Like you said, you know, first season live, but you made it a week long, so you get people from greater distances. Uh, then you decided, okay, that's fun. All the production, we can make it look really slick. But you know what? We lost the community a little bit uh, with having the pre, pre-produced stuff. So you brought it, bam, both. A week, week sprint marathon with live, brought everyone back in. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you just, every, every time you just keep learning, keep evolving, and that's great. And here's another here's another evolution. This won't affect the rule set, but this is going to be so much easier on the staff and the players. I think we're probably going to go at 10 a.m. next time instead of 6 p.m. because that was stupid. 6 p.m. was stupid. It made my nights go till. Uh, I mean, there wasn't one time where I got in bed before 4 a.m. Mm. Not once. So it it made mine and Keelan's week. Super long. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I feel like I got, I feel like I had to fight David Evers 15 times. <laughs> so, yeah, because by the time we calmed down from the show and everything, it was, it was already like two o'clock by the time we went to bed, yeah. too. So. Everybody was still high. Yeah, and I, I still had to work every night. Like, I had work right. to do every night when the show was over. So, I had a full day's worth of work to do every night after the show closed out. So, mm-hmm. and so did Keelan. So, that, we, we can't, me, I can't do that. I'm too old. Yeah. So 10 a.m., that, that'll that be the start time. That's right. And Bobby's wheelhouse right there. Bobby's going to be on point at 10 a.m. Boys all fresh, hadn't talked trash. Oh, yeah, day. baby. Ready to go. He's going to have tea before every announcing gig, you know. <laughs> Bobby Bofo, how do you, I'm so jealous, dude. You know, I've wanted a cool nickname my whole life, and I've never had a cool when your name is McCatherine, you don't want people to call you McCatherine. You want them to call you the cool nickname. You know what I'm saying? Be man. Steven has two of the coolest nicknames. He's Bobby both of them, and he's El Jefe. That's not fair, dude. Like, <laughs> and both of them work so good. It's just not fair. I don't, I don't, that's the only thing I don't like about Steven. So you just got to be able to move. I He's telling us to ask you about the backstory. For which one? Duh. Isaac, you, you better elaborate, my friend. Oh, don't oh that. Don't ever ask Isaac them. to elaborate. Never ask no. Isaac to elaborate. No, <laughs> it'll be too long. That was a, that was a huge mistake. No, because people kept coming up to me, and people kept saying, like, oh, you're like, you're like Bruce Banner. And I was like, <laughs> that's the Incredible Hulk. 
and they're like, well, Bruce Buffer. And I was like, well, you still won't like me if I'm angry. So I'll just be Bruce Bofum. <laughs> and then I just kept saying Bobby Bofum by mistake. So was, but Bobby's so much <laughs> It actually works better, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was like, where, where did that come from? All right, I get the backstory. Just like all the other nicknames this week, they just kind of, they were organically developed mm-hmm. in the room. And who gave you all half a? The lady that was working at, she was the chef for us in uh, Costa Rica. Listen, we can't, we can't oh. get into too much of what happened in Costa Rica. Oh, no, I want to We got to keep that a secret. That's, that's, yeah, that's, like, that's what we're going to say. We'll just say it was the chef that was with us in Costa Rica. That what happens in Costa Rica stays in Costa we, Rica. We, we cook some stuff up. That's yeah. all I'll say. Listen, uh-huh. man, when, when, you, when you go to a foreign country with your friends, you can't be telling them stories. Mm. Los jefes for life. Los jefes. Los jefes. All right. So we be That's yapping. it, baby. Let's go. We be yapping for the last hour, almost two hours. Uh, any final thoughts before we go? Anybody got any questions in there? Throw them in the comments because you're about to lose the opportunity to talk to all these guys. Yeah, because I'm I'm off of PGF mode. I'm going straight NFT mode next week. Well, and Warrior Week this week, too. So I'll all right. If you got questions, shoot NFT them at us. Write me out. Uh, let's yeah, see. Uh, we have a comment here from the Daily Stack promoting the Dream Show. Watch it yeah. on the Dream Channel. Wednesday will be at work. Yeah. And also on the, you know. Oh, he's talking channel. about the other one. Yeah. Oh, he's talking channel. about the Costa Rica. Yeah, he's oh. talking about the other one. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, let's see what other comments we got. Uh, make it. Sh- okay. Uh, it's all I Isaac. Know. Okay. It's okay. He's I guess our we, biggest fan. I guess we don't have any questions. Well, here, I'll, I'll give you one more one more insider right here. Oh, then, so I told you I'm going to work on the NFTs starting right. on Tuesday. They're not going to be branded NFTs. They're going to be PGF NFTs. So we're going to make PGF uh, trading cards, basically, in the uh-huh. NFTs. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's all I can tell you for now. But if you're a well, PGF they're... fan and you're into crypto – you're about to be real, real happy with what's coming down the pipe. Or there'll be a Dream NFT or a Bobby Bofum NFT. There'll be both of them. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Limited edition. Uh, so you get season two and season three. We got a question from Manderson. How many rounds until you're going to have a 205 to 20 PGF season? Uh, it's going to be a while before we get back around to it. We're going to cover all the weight classes uh, at Keelan's request, by the way. Oh, Manderson is jonesing for yeah. that 205. We're going to cover all the weight classes before we get back to repeats on weight classes. And we're going to get some – there's a strong possibility that I'll have an eight-woman 135 during season four as well. Strong. Okay, so a dual season. Yeah, it'll be smaller. Okay. I, listen, I live with – a woman that can beat me at jujitsu. So I understand, <laughs> I understand like the talent level in my estimation is, is equally high in women's jujitsu, but the talent pool is a hundred times smaller. And you, you see that in the UFC, like the girls who are the best, they're just as good as the dudes. Technically, you know, they, they don't move as fast. They don't move with as much power, but it's technique for technique. They're just as good, but there's less of them. Because the, the bottom of the divisions and the ladies' divisions are like, well, coming in with she's five and seven, you know her, you love her. You know what I mean? So, uh, that was a nice intro. Where'd you get that? 
I've been studying, I study the greats, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the greats weren't great because at birth they could paint. The greats are great because oh, they paint a lot. That's right. Oh. Okay. Uh, anyways, but yeah, I, I just it. feel like the talent pool is so much smaller. So I don't feel like I can pull off a whole season yeah. with females right now. I'm not and saying what, I, I probably what, what weight would they be? 135. If we 135? do the women, it'll okay. 100%. It'll be 135. No question. That, that won't change. Okay. Are you looking at possibly having Fabi as one of your uh, competitors? I would love that. I would love that. Uh, we'll definitely have Nakaya in. Okay, cool. Hey, Nakaya's, uh, she's going to be the 10th planet representative for the next Medusa again. Woohoo! So nice. When, when is that going down? Uh, so I think it's March 19th. It might be the 12th. Okay. Thank you, James. I appreciate that, man. James Cole's my, he's my little boo-boo. I love yeah, that guy. I know who he is. He's one of your guys. Yeah, dude, he is one of my, he's one of my guys, like, in my heart, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah Dream, uh, Bobby Bofel, any final thoughts? Any Anything that you want to add before we go? Man, I literally was, like, coming off of the road, coming home, and saw the show, and y'all talking, so I just jumped on. I really haven't even had a ton of time to, like, have a final thought yet on it all because yeah. it was so there's a bunch like a bunch of stuff so i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down probably over the next couple of days and gather some good final thoughts for the dream show on wednesday so I, so I can have some good you know because right sure. now there's so much like people are showing sending me clips of matches and stuff and it's like oh man i forgot like when manning hit the arm spin on marcus and yeah. oh, all these yeah. like I, I forgot all about that stuff so i want to go back and give myself a little time to look at my notes and different things like that to even see what i don't even know man i was all in like finale mode the last couple of days, like everything was all about trying to get ready to do the best I could uh, for, for that finale show and try to make it like as big of a deal as I possibly could in, in my, my lane, you know, as much as I could. And so I don't know, I'm really excited about what, what that could be later on for the PGF and for myself and stuff like that, because if we can continue, continue developing the characters, the way that we have been with some of the people like some of these guys that are like blue belts and purple belts or whatever, they're just getting started, man. Five yeah. years, 10 years. These guys are going to be legends, like literal. And then the story will be, have been told and it'll been documented through the professional. And I want to be there. And they'll have NFTs. <laughs> what you say? And they're going to have NFTs too. Uh, I've been yeah, avoiding those. NFTs. But now, no. now I now I have to set up the old MetaMask and all that crap now. Thanks, I'm, Brandon. I'm getting messages about you know about that uh, yo what up Kara T-shirt that I uh, oh that's coming. that's so coming. I'm that's gonna, a, I, hey that's an NFT for sure. So I'm gonna I want to talk to you when we end for a few minutes. Okay. So uh, hey, final thoughts uh, before we can, go. If I can say a few things, uh, yeah, we haven't ahead. mentioned it, but. Uh, Two things that just again kind of happened organically, uh, having the the Sean seminar and then the Jake Elkins wrestling seminar, that was awesome. Uh, just just because you know that noon time was a time where I could actually learn, and holy crap, uh, both of them, eh, both of them, both of them, uh, and their skill sets uh, teaching us that stuff. Like I, I actually, you know, I'd gone to Ironclad Methods and I bought the uh, Wrestling for Jiu Jitsu um, course they have, and and it starts. You know, what we did in his seminar started with that first little play. He added some stuff, and it was really great to get the actual, like, feedback from seeing him, like, okay, I'm trying to do what you're trying to tell me to do. And anyways, those two things that just happened at actual seminars as a part of the week, outstanding. Um, awesome. That's great feedback. 
Yeah, and and then as, as far as just overall thoughts, again, bringing it live so all all the fans can be a part of it. That 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 just set it off. I mean, you know, like I said, making the week long, made it so people can all come from out of town. We can a lot of us could take a week off of work and stuff like that, and we can all be a part of it. But then having again bringing in the people, the people interaction. Uh, I, again, I, I think one of the most the the the, the real powers. Your, your, your strength here is that it's the community. The community you're building um, is phenomenal. You said about like all the guys, are, all the all the all the guys that have played, the players that are part of the fraternity. But even then, like all these guys that bias hacker, Brad installment, uh, still iller. I mean, all, all those guys that are being a part of it. Hey man, yeah, everyone, I see you all, and it's so cool to have us all together. And that's bring your friends. You know, there we go. Tell your me. friends. Yeah, that 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 that's special because like I've been in places where I'm truly a tenth planet run and where I don't have the ability to train. Uh, and there's so many of us out there. You know, you, you don't have what you want, but you can be a part of this, and that means something. Right on. Well, listen, guys, we're gonna try to have Kevin Primo on on Friday, so we can talk to him nice. about uh, Primo's heroes and you know, beautiful shit. You know, and uh, I gotta get with him. So that's what we're gonna try to do for Friday. And uh, we'll see you then. Peace. Adios, muchachos.